Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice M. from Massachusetts, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, it's June 21st, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. We are reading from the big book, and we are now on Chapter 5, How It Works, and we're on page 58. The first reader is going to be reading two paragraphs, paragraph two and paragraph three, beginning with our stories disclosed and ending with until we let go absolutely. Now, today's readers for the 1208 steps are, is Sherry KB, the 12 traditions, Rocky I. And our readers for the text will be Kathy Joe P and Mary H. Now, the share IDs, I'm going to give you two share IDs, uh, one for yesterday, which is June 20th, and that's the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. That's 10070. That's 10,070. And today's meeting, this morning, Wednesday, June 21st, our 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 10072. That's 10,072. Now, Overeaters Anonymous. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship. This is our OA preamble. It's a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Now at a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So now I will ask Sherry KB to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Janice. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovery Compulsive Overeater of the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we're wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. And thank you, Sherry KB. I will now ask Rocky I to please read the 12OA Traditions. Okay, can I be heard? You can. All right, good morning. This is Rocky I, Recovery in Tempe, Arizona. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should be first. Personal recovery depends on 
depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Number four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has one primary purpose, to carry the, its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group are never been, are never endorsed, financed, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, OA, Overeaters Anonymous, should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such are never be organized where we might create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name are never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relationship, uh, our public relationship, relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. And with that, I will pass. And thank you, Rocky I. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And if we could just please press star one to mute, uh, we'd appreciate it. We read, what we do here is we read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic in literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us, mean to us. So to share, press, press star one to unmute. And once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. Now in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Well, today we're going to resume our study and the big book on page 58. Our first reader is going to read paragraph two, paragraph three, and comment on those. Will Kathy Joe Peace please begin reading? Star one to unmute, Kathy Joe P. This is Kathy Joe, a recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. I'm really excited to be sharing on this, and I think it's probably one of the best pages in the big book. I feel very blessed to be able to share on it. 
Um, I noticed today it says our stories disclose in a general way. To me, that reminds me that what I need to be sharing more is about the hope and the miracles that happen in this program rather than the misery and the hard times with the food. So if I tell you all about how bad it is, that's one thing. But what is the best is what I did and um, a general way what we used to be like and what happened and what we are like now. So yeah, I used to go to any length to go get carob raisins that didn't have sugar in them. I used to drink crystallite by the gallon. And I wanted to do it all my way. And when I came back to OA about five years ago, I did not want to give up alcohol. And I did not want to give up stevia. And I thought I could do it my way. And I came here to Vision for You about a year ago. And I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And the miracle for me is that I was willing at that time to go to any length. I don't understand it at all, but I would get on the phone with my sponsor at 5 in the morning, a couple days a week. I would be on the line at 6 a.m. I wrote up my, out my fourth step. I did my fifth step, which was five hours. And I um, had 61 amends to make, and I did every single one of them. I highlighted them as I went. I did every single one. Five of them were letters. I did my financial amends. I wrote a check to someone for $500. I did not um, do half measures. I did it all. And I was willing to do it. And that's a miracle. I still can't believe that. Um, I, sometimes I think, like when I gave up stevia, I didn't like jump up and down and say, yeah, I really want to give that up. I told my sponsor I would do it for three days. And the third day I dreamt that I was eating M&Ms and they were melting in the cracks of my teeth. And I woke up in the morning. I had not had a sugar dream in four years. I had been off sugar for four years. And I woke up in the morning and I was mortified. I thought that maybe I ate sugar. And I went, okay, God, you're funny. And I'm going to tell you, that was not easy. I craved stevia until August last year, and I can tell you God took that away. It's gone. I am going to say there is no easier, softer way. I tried for two and a half years after I let go of sugar, and I tried to make it work. Someone, I spoke last night at a place here in Minnesota, and someone said something like, well, I wish I could have a glass of wine with dinner. And I have to say, I don't miss it at all. And I feel very free. And I'm happy to be here. And I let go of my old ideas. And with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you so much, Kathy P. Okay, we're going to open it up for sharing. And if you could be just kind enough, I'm not too familiar with the names of this meeting. So if you could go a little bit slow and I can get what I can get in. Thank you. Katie G. from Boston. Oh, oh Katie G. I know Katie G. Okay, anyone else? Rocky. Suji. Okay, I heard, I, heard, I heard Rocky. Rocky, what's your, your, your initial to your last name? I. I. Oh, it's Rocky I. Okay, because I know another Rocky. And then Suji. Suji. Then I heard a gentleman. John K. John T. Okay, let's have one more. I usually do five. Kenny L. Nope, didn't get it. Kenny L. C. Penny. Okay, got it. Penny L. C. Yes. And that's John K. I just got a nice little reminder who it was. All right, let's go with Katie G. Please, Katie, you're up. Good morning, Janice. Can I be heard? You can. Wonderful. Starting my timer. Recovered. Katie G from Boston. Compulsive reader, anorexic, and bulimic. And such a privilege. Yay. Oh, my gosh. So many old ideas I had. And um, the thing that really stood out for me today, too, was um, fearless and thorough from the very start. And um, I'll never forget, I was living in Western Mass. Um, and I remember going to a meeting, my first meeting, and there was an angel there. 
And, you know, she suggested putting down flour and sugar. And I looked at my spouse at the time and I was like, how could I live? How could I live? But there was like that niggle of truth, right? That fearless, like I was filled with fear. But I was like, oh, my gosh, that, that is, that, that's true for me. I have to let it go. And also thorough, like through the years with entire abstinence and working the steps over and over again, for me, like there can be times today when there's that little niggle of, gee, Katie, you know, maybe you should um, give your work a little bit extra time today, or maybe you should be entirely honest with husband, or maybe you need to talk to your sponsor about this. And they're, they're these little quiet voices, but they're getting louder and louder every day as I, thank you God, have this miracle of staying entirely abstinent and working the steps. And that still small voice talks to me. And it's like, KDG, you need to stay on this path. You're recovered for one day. You're never cured. And the lie for me, too, as the previous speaker said, was that there's an easier, softer way. Like at the end of my life, if I get to wherever I'm going and someone says to me, you know what, Katie, you could have had flour of this kind or you could have had this food or that food. And yet I have lived this amazing life. Like, I don't care. It's just food, right? Because I'm neutral today. Because even if I have a food thought today, I have a second thought. And so the lie that there's an easier, softer way is a diet mentality. Like, oh, you know, like you could just have a little bit of that, Katie. You don't, don't deprive yourself, Katie. Deprive myself of what? Of a one bite leading to a binge, to a purge, to sitting in a, in a grocery store parking lot and eating and all I can do is eat and then all I can do is obsess about eating. Like today, thank God, because of entire abstinence in these 12 steps, God gave me brains to use. I have a profession and a life and, and no, none of that is like guaranteed or whatever, but these gifts, these blessings that keep coming as the result of entire abstinence and working the steps, that is the easier, softer way. There is nothing easy about the disease, about my disease of compulsive overeating. And um, if you're on the line and you think it's easy, um, don't worry. Uh, the disease will show you, and I'm just going to keep doing it with all of you in recovery one day at a time. And with that, I pass. And thank you, Katie G. Okay, Rocky I, you are up. Okay, can I be heard? You can. All right, so if you could see my book, well, Rocky Recovered in Tempe, Arizona. So if you could see my book, it has a side note of oh, angelic singing. Um, I, love, I love my big book now, um, and it's true. Like, um, before, bef so yeah, there's no easier softer way. Like, we have to put the food down. It has to go down. I thought it was impossible, like, and I had the same experience as Katie D, like, what do you mean I had to eat wheatless and uh, sugarless, like, you're kidding, but lo and behold, there's a whole bunch of food that I eat, I eat a lot of food, I just do not eat my binge food, and, um, and I eat a lot of in variety, not as in quantity, because I have a lot bad. Woo um, next thing I feel the ring in my body will be on my fingers. I can see it. Uh, sorry, I got squirrel, got distracted. So anyway, like um, uh, I have highlighted here, some of us have tried to hold on to all ideas and the result was meal. Uh, at the very beginning of my recovery, um, like I still held on to Oh, maybe this and working with a dietitian at the lab end, um, she's not a compulsive overeater, so she would suggest starches and different things, and it's like, oh, maybe I could, maybe it's coming from a dietitian, but by grace, you know, divine intervention was like, no, no, you really cannot eat rice or potatoes or whatever my binge foods, and, and my dietitian was... Um, open mind enough to believe that I could not handle those foods and help me uh, navigate food in a different way. And so if there's a newcomer on the line, um, 
you don't have to do this happy. I did not do it happy the first time. Today, I'm really, really happy about my big book, and, and I love it. But at the beginning, I was not happy about it. I was just willing. I was angry willing. And uh, every time I challenged the big book, darn it, it worked. And so if you're there, to give yourself a chance, challenge the big book. And again, if you, don't, if you do not recover, we will give you your misery. We will not keep it from you, but at least try it. And so with that, I will pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Rocky I. Okay, Sue G, good morning. It's your turn. Good morning. This is Sue G, recovered by the grace of God from Michigan. Um, I didn't seek out a softer, easier way. I was presented one um, when I first came into OA. And for 20 years, my sponsors presented me a softer, easier way. And that's how I did it, and that's how I sponsored. And I never had um, a daily 10 through 12, except for sponsoring. And um, I never had a chance to bulk because I wasn't presented anything that I would bulk at. It wasn't until I came in to join the uh, the vision meeting that I knew what it was like to have to go to any length. And um, I was sitting here doing step 11 before the meeting started. And I never used to do that. I, I would do my prayer time, but I never did, um, I never did meditation. I never did... Uh, uh, I didn't do step 10. I never called anybody. We never had outreach calls. We had a We Care book. Um, that was an easier, softer way. It was just name was in a book. And we said, you know, remember our, our new members and contact people. But nobody ever got the book and said, oh, I think I'll call a couple people. Nobody called anybody. And so that's been a real blessing to me, to to do things according to the big book. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sue G. Okay, John K. It's your turn. Good morning. Good morning. This is John K., composer overeater in Los Angeles. Slowly getting my voice back. Hopefully, I won't scare anybody today. You know, this these two paragraphs are to me so powerful, and especially the phrase "willing to go to any length." You know, I was mentioning. Uh, yesterday, you know, the, the, one of the things that makes this disease hard, even for me harder than the alcohol was, was that it makes me uncomfortable enough to know I should do something about my problem, but often not uncomfortable enough to be willing to go to any lengths. And, and you know, this chapter makes it so clear with the things it says, willing to go to any lengths, let go absolutely, half measures availability. You know, um, it couldn't be clearer. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing is, the, the other really tough thing is that phrase, easier, softer way. <clears throat> you know, there's a billion-dollar industry out there trying to sell us easier, softer ways. And our disease wants us to believe that there is an easier, softer way just around the corner. And I tried for years, and it's not there, you know. It also wants to sell us that illusion of half measures. You know, half measures... For a long time, I thought half measures got me a decent amount of the way there. The, the thing about half measures is you have to wait until it all falls apart, then look backwards and go, wow, half measures really did fail me nothing. You know, and, uh, it, you know it's funny. I, I was friends with Roseanne S. who started programming, and she used to say, oh, I was so... I was so arrogant in the beginning of OA where I said OA would be bigger than AA. And I remember saying, no, I think it's a logical thing to have thought that because there are so many more eaters than there are drinkers. But the thing is, AA doesn't have any competition. You know, there are no, you don't go in the supermarket checkout line and see tabloids that say, here's how you can drink all you want and still still stay sober. Uh, But we have that. And when I look uh, back at these uh, the events that led to my long relapse cycle, and I talk to a lot of people about relapse because I, you know, it's a particular thing for me. You know, uh, it was a gift. You know, I got it 22 years ago. It was given back to me. It was an absolute gift. But I'm the one who will throw it away. And today, 
I don't believe I have the power to say I will stay abstinent because that was a gift from my higher power. But I can put as many obstacles between me and that first compulsive bite as I, I need to. But the question is, am I willing to go to any lengths? And the important thing for me to remember is I wake up abstinent every day. Okay, I'm the one who will then give it away. And, and remember that breaking abstinence is the active action. Staying abstinent is the passive action. And if I'm willing to do what these chapter says, willing to go to any lengths and stop looking for that easier, softer way and start not only putting down the food, but getting to the steps in the big book, uh, it's the, the options are unlimited. And with that, I pass. Well, thank you so much, John Kay. Okay, Kenny, Kenny L.C., it's your turn. Thank you very much. This is Kenny L.C. from the state of Washington, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And what speaks to me, um, I, look at, I look at this uh, these two paragraphs in my book, and in the margin I have written, are you, are you, and that was right next to willing to go to any length. And my sponsor at the time had me date and initial that when I said yes. And it's, you know, that was a reminder to me that later on, whenever I felt overwhelmed or felt like I couldn't keep going on the, on the step work that was to come, I could look back at that and say, I was willing, I said I was willing to go to any length. But it was not easy because I had all my old ideas, as it says, and um, I had to be willing to let go of those. What helped there was the set-aside prayer, being able to set aside everything I think I knew about myself my brokenness, which is my disease, my spiritual path, and my higher power for to be willing to be open to a new experience of who I was, what my disease was there for. Because it's there. It's there to teach me something about myself, about my spiritual walk, about how reliance on a higher power greater than I am. And I was able to, to also then, you know, be able to see that I could, I could expand my concept of a higher power by setting aside my old concept and being able to find a higher power that would work for me under all conditions. And so being able to let go absolutely to all my old ideas, all my old concepts and beliefs, and be able to live in that open-mindedness and that willingness, then I was ready to go forward and take those steps that are coming ahead. And I am so grateful to be able to have been blessed by all of that outcome. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much, Penny L.C. Okay, we're going to take some more. Who would like to share next? Kathleen O. Kathleen O. and Deanna B. Good morning. Sherry K.B. Sherry K.B. Got it. Anybody else? Oh, you're so kind. Go nice and slow. Anybody else? Bonnie M. I didn't get the first name. I'm sorry. Bonnie. Bonnie. Bonnie M. My name is Shirley. And Shirley. Hi, Shirley. What's your your first initial, Shirley? First initial to your last name. H. Shirley H. That's a nice group. Okay. What is it? Let's go on. Kathleen O, please, you're up. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. This is Kathleen O, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in California. And at some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way. 
when I first came in to the rooms, um, I had God, the gift of desperation. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I embraced what I was told to do. And what I was told to do was go to three meetings, make three phone calls, call my sponsor, commit my food, <clears throat> and, I, and, oh, and read two pages of the big book at night, only two, no more, no less, which was very challenging when it would end mid-sentence. But I thought, okay, that's what they're telling me to do. I'm going to do it because I am very desperate. And it worked. Um, it worked for probably, I think, four or five years. And, um, you know, I lost weight. I felt good. Um, and I continued to do what everyone else was doing. And, you know, the stories I would hear in the rooms, I never heard about the big book in the room. And personally, reading two pages in the big book, I thought a lot of it was very archaic and um, it actually kind of bored me. Some of the stories were interesting, but not when you can only read two pages at a time. And, um, and I never heard anything being spoken of in the, in the rooms of the big book or really how the program worked except to do these tools. And the tools worked until they didn't. They stopped working for me. You know, I was looking for an easier, softer way. And finally, an angel directed me to vision. And I was able to understand this big book and understand really what my problem was and really understand what the solution was. You know, for some people, the tools, working only the tools, I've seen it. It works for them. It works for them for many, many years. But it didn't work for me. I mean, I'm the real deal. You know, I'm down in the gutter. Once I start, I can't stop eating. And so to be able to go to this book and realize, okay, I need to concede to my innermost self. I can't control this food and I'm never going to be able to. The idea that I was ever going to be like a normal eater really had to be smashed. And if I'm smashing something, it's beyond repair. I have to like, just know it's gone. It's not going to happen again and or never did anyway but um so to me this is the easier softer way um life is so much better all i had to do really was just follow the steps and the principles and not only is am i not eating happily but my life is easier and and my life is you know it can get really challenging and i can i can get resentful and i can go into selfish self-seeking behavior but I have these steps um, so that I don't internalize it for more than the day because I deal with it right away. And I think that's what happened in the past. I had no way of dealing with that because I really wasn't working the steps. So this program really does work. And I am so grateful to Vision. Um, really, really grateful to everyone on the line. Thank you. I pass. And thank you so much, Kathleen O. Okay. Good morning to you. Deanna B., it's your turn. Thank you, Janice. Uh, this is Deanna B. from Chicago, a grateful recovered just for today, compulsive eater. And um, I, I hear that you might be timing it. I'm driving, so I would appreciate it. Uh, you know, I listened to the full meeting this morning on tape, and I started listening to this meeting while I was in treatment that I have to go to every day now for two months in order to help me with my chronic angina. And I have to thank God and, and the vision for, I really believe God prepared me. It, uh, it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. I was introduced to the big book in 1976. That's all we did was read the big book. And... Uh, but I still never knew the big book. So my uh, Deanna, I think you um, went out a little bit. I don't know if you can come closer oh, or you have. Oh, I'm sorry. That I can hear you uh, now. That you know, every day I thank God. I get scared when I have an attack, but then I thank God. It doesn't last long, somebody else I heard say that. And I also, this morning when uh, somebody read, said, you know, you're either in or out. You're either a little bit pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not, you know. 
and it says thoroughly follow their path, and God is good, you know, and uh, my spiritual awakening has been slow and steady, and when I don't work the tools, which are my stepping stones, uh, then I'm in trouble. But I'm just so grateful and grateful to hear your voice, too, Janice. Thanks. I'll pass. Well, thank you much, Deanna B. Okay, it's your turn. Sherry KB. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB. <clears throat> Excuse me, in Northern California, great for recovery compulsive reader. Thank you so much for your service and everyone on the line. Um, so what what jumps out at me is I have not, I've, I've been through this book a lot, um, and what jumps out at me is we beg of you to be fearless and thorough. Um, I don't know too many, I don't remember reading too much in this book about we beg you to be fearless and thorough. Um, because if I hold on to my old ideas, the result has always been nil um, until I let go absolutely. And um, what I do know is for my little story is, um, to keep it general, as I came in and out of these rooms for years. I started in 1988. Uh, I went to other uh, 12-step food programs and tried to do their way and my way all at the same time, and it never worked. And so what I do know is when I saw this book, I used it like, as somebody said, a novel, and I've been reading it as as a text now, and I follow it, and the beauty of it is it has directions and uh, warnings, promises, prayers, um, the steps, and um, it this is the easier, softer way, believe it or not. My... Um, my journey has been really hard. Um, I thought the easier, softer way was at um, meetings that I got on a scale every day, and or it would be, um, you know, putting a shot in my um, hip uh, to lose weight, or it was to starve, or or you know to binge, or whatever. I did all what I thought was the quote unquote easier, softer way, and what I realized is that. I was always looking for um, ease and comfort, and I was addicted to ease and comfort, and um, I was always looking for it in the wrong places. And finally, when I got into the step work, started working the steps, I found ease and comfort with a power greater than myself, and it's a lot easier, softer way to do that um, than to do what I had been doing in the past. And, you know, I I came in and... Um, I came in, I did all the tools and everything, but I never really worked the steps the way they're outlined in this book, in the big book. Um, I did a lot of step work and a lot of um, other food programs, 12-step food programs, but it didn't do it the way this did it because I had a two-fold illness. Some, some do not have a two-fold illness. I happen to have a two-fold illness, and so the only way it's going to help me is going through the steps this way in this book. And the let go absolutely is where we, where um, you know, we have a set aside prayer as was mentioned, and this is where it comes from. We let go absolutely, and um, and I'm so grateful for this program, so grateful for this meeting and for vision. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, and, and to my higher you. power as always. And thank you so much, Sherry KB. I'm grateful that everybody's on time. Yeah. Okay, Bonnie B. It's your turn. Hi, I'm Bonnie M., and I'm from Sedona. Okay, good morning. Hi. Um, Gee, in reading this and in listening to everybody, I I got so much going on in my mind right now. Um, You know, when I think of what I used to be like, I I probably killed, I could have killed myself on some of the ways that I tried to um, take care of, of, stopping compulsively eating and and darn near almost dead with diet pills and alcohol and because when I was on those I didn't really care about eating and and of course you know I'm obsessive so I did those in excess too and um, darn near died from it I believe I was absolutely led into this program and um, and Originally, what I came in for, I came in for the spiritual, and I didn't come in. I was a white-knuckled, thin person, um, basically a psychotic white-knuckled, thin person, but I wouldn't have labeled it that way back then. And I came in more for the intimacy and um, 
and for the openness that I saw because I knew I was starving for it. Um, I got in and I picked sponsors based on what I thought I needed. I didn't do it on what was suggested, which is pick somebody who has what you want. I picked somebody because I thought I needed a... I picked a nun at first because I didn't have a clue about anything spiritual or even even really religious. And that didn't work too well. And then I picked a Jewish mother because I thought that's what I needed. And And then finally I picked someone who had what I wanted and um and went through all the steps with her and um and really made a connection with a higher power and that to me was was amazing i mean absolutely amazing and i actually have chills as i'm telling you this and in terms of my process the studying the book I heard somebody say in this in this uh, program and vision, you're either going to get a lot of food or you're going to get a lot of God, and you know there are foods that are um, that work for me that don't work for other people. There are behaviors that work for other people that don't work for me, and behaviors that work for me that don't work for me. You know, but I always know that if I if I go to God, if I go, you know. Is this an issue? Do I need to let this go? That there's that part within me that is connected to that higher power at this point, and I find out. I get to know. And, um, and oh, my gosh, am I grateful for that these days because I have, an, I have an amazing life, and I have gone through so much in this program. And just knowing that when I go through something traumatic, I get that little voice that says, Go closer, get closer to the program, start writing Bonnie, call somebody, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, um, and I, have, I have more days Hi. than not. You know, Hi. I've the promises, and with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much, Bonnie uh, M. Just a reminder, if someone should have come in later, we're on page 58, paragraph 2 and paragraph 3. Shirley H., it's your turn. Did I say paragraph two, paragraph three? Yeah. Shirley? Okay. Hi. Um, this is Shirley K.H. I'm Hi. from Arizona, but I'm sitting here in Minnesota with uh, seven other beautiful women at four retreats. Wonderful vision for you meeting. So uh, I am so grateful to be here. Everything that I've learned, we're working basically on the fourth, fifth step today and eight and nine, and it's just amazing what the 12 steps um, opens up for us in our lives. The promises do come true. I was here at four a year ago, and since I left, I um, a lot of things have come true in my life. I left a very unhappy, abusive marriage. I met the love of my life, um, who actually I met 50 years ago at school at a at school, high school, and we got married. I bought a new home. I have another home now in Idaho, so I get to get out of the hot Arizona weather whenever possible, which is about 119 degrees today, I believe, and it's a beautiful 69 degrees in Moisada here in Minnesota. But um, this program has done so many things. My pro- The promises have come true. I've um, been able to get rid of old resentments and past hurts and open up my heart to love. Love, it's, it's the thing that we have to give. If we try to take, we get hurt. If we give love, it all comes back to us. And the part about half measures really came true yesterday. Um, we were in a meeting, and our friend Kathy Jones was speaking, and I went up to her after the meeting and asked her, well, what about wine? I love to have a glass of wine with my husband in the evening. And um, another fellow there answered, and this was a God thing, I'm sure. Well, okay, you can have a moment of happiness with the wine and your husband, or you can have a lifetime of happiness without the wine. What a choice, huh? <laughs> I'd rather go with a lifetime of happiness. 
half measures do not work in this program. You have to totally surrender and let go of the control that we think we have. But it's really just a it's a self deception. We don't really have control. Anything. Food that's had control over us and over me for most of my life, and now here I am in a place that is safe, that is beautiful, that is. Um, abstinent and um, happy, joyous, and free, and people learning what it is to really turn our will and our lives over to the care. Thank you so much for letting me share, um, and I'm enjoying the meeting. Well, I love vision for you. Okay, thank you so much, Shirley. All right, we have about two and a half minutes each for two people. Who would like to speak on that on this page? Fifty-eight. Laura W. Laura W. One more. Ashley P. Something P. What? Who is it, hon? Ashley. Ashley. Yes. Okay. Leah. Okay. I think it's going to be just Ash. Laura and Ashley. I don't. I didn't get her last name, but I don't want to waste time. Laura W. Please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Laura W., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Anorexic in South Jersey. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, it says. And, you know, I've made decisions in my life. Every day I make decisions. But a decision without action is worthless. So if I make a decision that I want what you have um, and and I say I'm willing to go to any length to get it, and then I don't do anything about it, I don't take the necessary action, I'm not going to get recovery. And I found that when I first came into program years and years ago, over, gosh, over 20 years ago, I wanted it. I wanted it really badly. But really what I wanted was I didn't want, you know, I wanted, I didn't want the consequences of the disease, but I still wanted um, to get what I got from it. You know, it was still doing something for me for a while. But to be fearless and thorough, and uh, to find an easier, softer way, for me, my experience is that there is no easier, softer way. Recovery and complete abstinence is the easier, softer way. And half measures, you know, so it was shared at the earlier meeting today, too. It's like if I want to go get a soda from a machine and I put, and the soda costs a dollar and I put 50 cents in, I'm not going to get half the soda. I'm not going to get any of the soda. Even if I put 99 cents in, I'm still not going to get the soda. You know, half measures avail me nothing. And I need to be 100% abstinent 100% of the time, and with that abstinence, I'm open. My, the channel is open. It's unblocked to my higher power, and for me, that's what this is all about. This is not a program for getting abstinent, in my opinion. This is a program for living, and when I live according to the 12 steps, the abstinence comes easy. You know, I, I put the food down first. I dive through the steps, and the food stays down because I'm open to God, and, you know, it's not merely about stopping the compulsive eating and uh and and we are dealing with a a very serious addiction but um you know i'm grateful that today i'm not balking and i appreciate everybody here and i appreciate this meeting so much thanks for letting me share pass and thank you laura w okay ashley it's your turn uh hi this is ashley p recovered in northern california can you hear me i can hear you good now yes great thank you um yeah, so what stands out to me is that um, it's talking about the need to um, to let go absolutely, that holding on to, to our old ideas, um, the result was no. So when I think about that, I think that that takes first faith and, and second courage. Um, and to me, that faith comes in step two and... Um, begin to develop that courage in step three. Um, but letting go, absolutely, that that takes a lot of courage, and that's not courage that I have on a daily basis. Um, but I, I'm granted a retrieve, a, a reprieve from my condition, and I'm, I'm granted more courage um, as I work the steps. I, I continue to work the steps. Um, and, and then I, I'm, I'm granted the miracle of, of knowing how to... Of, knowing how to move forward um and old ideas that that is something that i i really relate to i really hung on to my old ideas for a long period of time and um 
I, I couldn't follow direction. Uh, I couldn't follow direction to save my life. Uh, and when I came into program this time and when I started listening to vision, I was granted the gift of desperation, which I am so grateful for because the only way that I'm going to let go of everything that I think I know and, and actually have the slightest amount of willingness to, to do the work necessary in this program um, is if I'm really, really, really miserable and desperate. Um, but from that place, I I was granted the miracle of, of being teachable and and of doing things like saying the set aside prayer, the willingness prayer, and um, and the serenity prayer, um, following direction. And I I don't do that well, but um, getting uncomfortable enough that that helps me to do it. Um, my sponsor says to me, uh, if you think you know, you you don't know. You can't know what it's going to look like. Um, so letting go of my ideas of what everything is going to look like has been really important to me. Um, and then okay, the last thing. Okay, time. Oh. Yeah, time. Okay, I'm thanks. sorry. Okay. <laughs> thanks. I hate yeah, hold on just a minute. Okay, thank you so much, um, Ashley P. And thank everyone for who has shared. So will Sherry, I mean, sorry, Mary H., would you please read 164? Our book is meant to, our book is meant yes. to be suggestive. Please go ahead. Yes, I'm Mary H., a recovered compulsive overeater from Northern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will be and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>